1: Many of us spend time working to identify and solve problems by using our head. But what if there was another approach? A reliable and effective pathway to realizing innermost desires? Today's guest, Steve Siskold, believes that we should get out of our head and into our body in order to achieve greater wisdom, confidence, and success. Steve's Whole Body Intelligence teaches how to become aware of subtle body sensations and how to interpret their meanings, linking them with thoughts, experiences, and decisions. According to Steve, it's time to stop overthinking, and decisions will become easier to make. Steve is a motivational speaker and executive coach. He is the author of the book, Whole Body Intelligence, Get Out of Your Head and Into Your Body to Achieve Greater Wisdom, Confidence, and Success. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for joining us.
0: Oh, pleasure, Joan. Thank you for having me.
1: So, Steve, most of us spend a lot of time in our head trying to figure things out. I I know I do. Way too much time. So... (laughs) You suggest that a body-centered approach can offer tremendous insight into the way we feel, therefore helping us make better decisions. What is whole body intelligence and why is this so important to use?
0: Well, you know, so many times we have things that happened in the past and uh, we might forget them, but they'll pop up, you know, like if we've been hurt in a relationship, we might be holding back from meeting somebody or trusting somebody, but not really, you know, know—we're not realizing. In our head, we think we're doing fine, but somewhere in our body lives that memory. You know, we forget a lot of things, but what I have found in in doing the work I've been doing is that these things still might live in us, and they'll pop up, you know, when something similar comes about, and we'll have possibly a negative or a fear about the outcome. So I just uh, invite people to take a moment, because most of our thoughts are either in the past or in the future, and just kind of take a breath and notice and feel uh, more, you know, more intelligence. Not just what your mind's telling you, but perhaps there's some fear in your belly or some pain in your chest. And what I have found, Joan, is that often people will get in touch with what I call viral belief, a belief that might be living still in their whole system. A lot of people have heard of emotional intelligence, and yet, I'll say to people, what do you feel? Hmm, not sure. I, th- I think I'm sad. I think I'm angry. But as soon as I tell them, what is your body saying? Because I know your your fist is tight, or you're holding your breath. I go, oh, yeah. And they'll get in touch with that feeling or that belief that might be holding them back. So it's it's another uh, intelligence, if you will, for us. And, and I'll just end with... You know, when I was in sales, if I leaned forward and I noticed my customer leaned back, uh, but when I sat back and relaxed and noticed I wasn't shaking my leg or getting any body signals, I did better. So that's really what started me saying, wow, I think we ignore this uh, intelligence that's right in right in us, our innate intelligence, and I've been helping people get in touch with that as an extra tool for them to deal with life.
1: Well, Steve, I, I find your work fascinating because, as I said, I have spent my entire life being one of those in the head people where everything needed to make sense and I needed to think through everything. And more and more recently, I've learned to listen to my body. And, yeah. you know, you could call it intuition, you can call it whole body intelligence. But what I found is yeah. the more I tune in, the more signals I get, and the more I'm relying on this for decision making in my life. And and, and I think... What I found is your body rarely lies to you. You really know what's going on if you pay attention.
0: Absolutely. I read yesterday, I don't know, it's funny how things come to you. I was just reading and a research study said that we have about 70,000 thoughts a day. Wow, think Mm -hmm. about that. And, you know, often those thoughts, again, can be scary or negative or just fictional. And I just found that, you know, once I would take that breath and tap in and really listen to what was happening for me in the moment, not only would I de stress, you know, in the moment, which is a lot of the work I do with people, but I would just help people get in touch with something. You know, I've helped a a coach get back on the bench. He thought he'd never coach again. I've worked with, you know, musicians, athletes, writers who, you know, maybe got rejected and thought they'd never sell that book again. And those thoughts were just stopping them cold. But once they would really, you know, tap into that other intelligence, they might get in touch with, you know, this has nothing to do with now. <laughs> this has something to do with something I'm holding in my body. Our body was there from day one. So those traumas, even as early, you know, I'm even certified in prenatal work, even as early as that, uh, things happened and we don't realize that they're in our way or, or in our, you know, blocking us from having the success or the relationship or, you know, the health that we can have. So for me, uh, it's really helped a lot. And and I've been listening to my body a lot more. And it's really helped me, you know, get over the old people. Oh, you'll never sell a book. And of course, if I froze and I started to feel into that frozen thought, I probably wouldn't have gone to New York and tried to sell my book. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once I breathe through that, and realize that, oh, you know, this isn't about the book. It's about deeper things that live inside of me. And I help people breathe and release and kind of, as I say, like release that belief and then start to embody a new belief. It's amazing how the shift occurs. And just their body language alone, I call it your billboard, their body language alone shifts and they get a different result.
1: Well, I love when you say that life is not meant to be an out-of-body experience, and that makes so much sense because that's how most of us live our life, as though it's two things. Well,
0: absolutely. You know, look, let's face it. Do you want to be uncomfortable? I know I don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so the, the first thing we do is when we feel some fear or anger or sadness or any emotion in our body, you know, our tendency is to get out of it, right? Um. I went to see somebody the other day, you know, it was... Their dad passed, and then they just kept saying, oh, we're just numbing ourselves. We're numbing ourselves. And I understand, of course, the pain. But that's a perfect example of we don't want to feel. I mean, I don't want to feel bad. So the tendency is to numb. But what I've noticed, Joan, is when we actually let the feeling into our body and breathe with it and express it and actually let it, if you will, you know, circulate and release then something else can happen. So I feel like a lot of us are frozen and numb, uh, even what's happening in the world today. You know, it's it's, it's, who wants to feel it. So Mm -hmm. people will definitely, uh, including myself, have a tendency to want to go out, but I've just retrained myself and focused my thoughts, if you will, to not run from what I feel, but to just be aware of it. And it's helped me. You know, I'm a speaker and I coach and, and, uh, and I was in sales. And that's really where I discovered it. You know, just noticing that my body language and the inner thoughts I was having was affecting uh, my presentation to the world. And of course, if somebody felt like, oh, he's afraid of me, then who would want to go on a date? You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship now 10 years, but it took a lot of work to be able to believe because I got rejected a couple of times and it was still in my body, even though my mind wanted something else. But my body was sending a signal. And that's really the message that, you know, your body's speaking all the time to people. So be aware of it. That's an intelligence that we ignore and it affects the impact we have and the results we have.
1: Steve, you talk about Blue Zone and Hawaiian cultures and the the lifestyles that the people there live. What can we learn from these cultures about living a body-centric versus a mind-centric life?
0: I love that question. You know, I did live in, in Hawaii for five years. You know, Joan, the culture is so different when you really get in with the Hawaiians. Number one, their, their word for ohana is family. The word for family is ohana. You know what that means? That means families who breathe together. Aloha. You know, ah. It means heaven, and lo means earth, and ha means breath. So their whole culture, you know, is based on you know breathing and and being awake and being aware that you know Hawaiian and how they would kiss when they say hello they would put their cheek next to mine and let me feel their breath. Mm-hmm. So they're more of a body centered culture, uh, more of a, a culture that believes in that. Where a lot of our culture was, you know, uh, that we weren't allowed to feel and and we were trained to to not feel and. And I think a lot of us got into that habit. Uh, Maybe we expressed, you know, Mommy, um, I I have this story. I was at a hot springs, and I remember, uh, Mommy, I'm really hot. Oh, you're not hot. No, I am. No, you're not. So what does that teach us? Well, maybe I don't know what I'm feeling. Huh, I thought I was hot. You know, and then uh, the mom said, um, oh, taste this, honey. It's cucumber water, right? I like it, but she said, it tastes like lemonade. So the the daughter takes a sip, and she goes, no, it doesn't, no, it does keep trying, and eventually the little girl said, "Yeah, Mom, it tastes like lemonade, and I could just see the girl's shoulders hunch, sh- so what does that teach the girl? That's teaching the little girl, I don't know what I feel,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: I thought it tasted bad, and I thought I was hot, but my mom told me I'm not, so we we lose trust in our own instincts and in our own innate intelligence, and I've been coaching people to go to go with that instinct, go with that feeling. If it doesn't feel right, then listen before you just say no.
1: Steve, so many people today are walking around like ticking time bombs. They're so angry. They're ready to yell at each other or say something nasty to another person. What do you think is happening? Do you think it's a suppression of those feelings, those emotions, that were so bottled up, we're ready to explode?
0: Absolutely. And Joan, I don't know if you've been... Uh somehow tuning into my life, but uh, just the other day I was at the gym, all the towels, they offer towels, they're all alike. And I, uh, you know, everybody lines their little towels up. I grabbed the wrong towel. They're all alike. The guy went crazy. Oh, my towel. I went, whoa, it's okay. I'll get you another one. No. And I realized in that moment, here's a guy who's probably frustrated at work or at home. He's a walking time bomb. He's just waiting for that opportunity to let that out. And that's why I said release, breathe, move, you know, get that out of your body. I have like 30 day programs and they're all about each day, you know, have focused thinking, concentrating, ah, being aware of my posture, being aware of my thoughts. Unfortunately, most of us don't have that opportunity so it might be road rage or it's something like that and and that's why i it a walking time bomb because here's a guy who was at the gym i apparently was working out whatever okay. happened it didn't release his stress and boy he just found the opportunity in my towel you know mm-hmm. to to let it out on me and of course i knew this is a time bomb so i just uh handed him another towel and got out of there but i realized that uh there's quite a bit of that you know out on the out on the road and uh, in situations, and we see a lot of it in the, in the news, that someone just didn't get to express or feel or let that emotion out, and um, perhaps their parents you know, did or said things to them that they weren't allowed to speak, and that what happened is it gets bottled up, and where does that energy go? That's what I tell people. It doesn't go away. It's right in your cells. It's right in your skin. And uh, I see it all the time with people, you know, like I said, in their body language or the fist or they're gritting their teeth. And just that one signal of, ah, take a breath. I noticed that you're clamping your jaw as you said you want to earn more money. And they'll find underneath their body's giving them a signal to what that belief or that pattern that might be holding them back. And I found that it's the quickest way to get things out of the way. And I've helped people, you know, sell books, make that sale, um, meet that perfect relationship that they were looking for by tuning into where they were holding these negative beliefs. And as you said, the walking time bomb, the anger. And then they have an opportunity to be more aware. It, it's nothing to be afraid of. You just become awake and aware of what's really happening in my whole body, not just my mind, IQ not just my emotions, EQ, but my whole BQ. And I have a a test on my uh, website that helps people to determine how high or low is your BQ. Are you aware that you're shaking your leg when you're making the presentation? Uh, Are you aware that you're gritting your jaw when you say, oh, I really like that, because gritting, 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 people see that. And if you're not aware of it, then you're probably gonna get a lower result in what you're looking for. And that's a lot of what I'm, I'm about.
1: And so many things that we're dealing with in life, we could make an impact to, to change them if we just take the time to be mindful, to be in the present, to pay attention to our body and, and our reactions. And your work with stress, you have something called the rebooting technique. Can you explain to us exactly how that works?
0: Absolutely, Joan. Well, like right in this moment, right now, I think it's it's difficult for people because they're doing so many things at once, looking at their phone while they're doing something else. But I always tell people, you know, what do you do when your computer's down? You know what they say immediately, we reboot. Why? Well, something's not working, so I turn it off and I start it over. So it's the same thing. If there's any opportunity for me, and I'm, you know, before I go into an event, before I got on this radio show today, or any other feelings – I just like to reboot. So the first thing I do is just be aware. Turn everything off and just make that commitment to myself that I'm going to reboot myself right now. I get comfortable and I start with breath and then I start to say out loud things like I'm noticing my jaw is tight. I'm noticing my shoulders are up to my ears. I'm starting to have an integrative conversation now between my body and my mind. And then I'll go into breathing and notice things like, is it difficult to breathe in? You know, Joan, I find that a lot of times when people have difficulty taking a deep in breath, they have difficulty receiving. That's how core the breath is. And I'll notice other people will have the opposite they'll have difficulty on the out breath, and they're usually people who have difficulty expressing themselves. So it's that kind of awareness. And then I'll take them further into the body in the rebooting technique. And they'll get uh, more aware of things that are happening and different beliefs. So it's, a, it's about a seven step, and it's just uh, as we're doing it, we're just taking breaths and noticing, right, right now, what did you become aware of? Oh, didn't realize that. I was you know leaning forward or clutching onto my meetings in an hour, and I was, you know, clutching my body tight, thinking about it. So you get to relax and rewire it. You get to release that thought and bring in a new thought. So then I'll have people say what they want. You know, I want to have this meeting go successful. I want to, uh, you know, have a great time that I go my first date. I want to have a great meeting when I take my book to the publisher and then notice again, what did you feel in your body? What emotions came up? And then I'll have people move. Maybe you need to shake it out. Maybe you need to just kind of get up or change your posture. Um, and then continue to breathe and affirm what you want until your body starts to receive it, if you will. For me, Joan, what I notice is when I feel comfortable in my body with what I want to manifest and I release whatever that is that's been blocking or in the way of it, I find that I'm received differently. I, I remember when I was in sales, um, just being aware and rebooting before I walked in, I was aware that my customer was AT&T, um, was distracted, and I could have just gone on with my pitch and been blind to it, but I noticed her discomfort in her body because I was aware of my own, and I said to her, you know, I'm noticing, and it took guts to do that, I'm noticing as I'm speaking, it seems like you're distracted. Am I correct? And she said, wow, you're the first sales rep who's ever stopped his pitch to actually ask me how I'm doing, and then she told me, I've got this issue, I've got that issue, and then I helped her with that, Uh, She needed a machine here. She needed a machine there. Long story short, that presence and that ability to reboot and be awake and aware in the moment turned out to be 3,000 machines later. (laughs) It changed my life. So I just really encourage everybody to reboot, get ready to be your best at whatever you're doing versus walking in and bringing the morning tension or the traffic tension or whatever it is, and you're not even aware, but other people see it and it affects how you relate and how you're seen.
1: Steve, in that process, you mentioned the importance of moving. And most of us spend our day sitting. I I mean, we sit at a a desk or a computer, and then we go home and we sit in front of a television, and and we very seldom move. So how important is movement to the way our brain reacts or responds and and what we think?
0: I think it's so important. You know, Joan, I, I grew up all we did was we we're, were outside we were always moving you know we're always always doing something and unfortunately today with the computers the video games and all those things you know too many children i notice are just sitting and i notice the difference between children who you know go to school and then do athletics afterwards or doing you know physical things But they're just more in their body and they're not carrying as much tension so one of the things that i teach a lot is when your body wants to do something, especially if you're in your own room or if you can go, and I've done this plenty of times in offices, I'll go into a private space, let your body speak. In the therapy kind of work I do, in the coaching, the movement really is um, gives us tremendous information that when we're locked up, we're holding our breath, we're locking our body, that we're not we're not getting any information. But if that hand wants to move, let it move. If that fist wants to open or or punch the air, let it punch the air because your body's wanting to express something. If somebody's shaking their leg when they're working with me, I'll go shake your leg more. Make that bigger. In fact, let that leg speak. And sure enough, some information will come to them. It's amazing, but they'll go, wow, I just wanted to kick that out of my life, and I feel 100% better. Or, wow, I noticed when I started moving, it reminded me of childhood, you know, or, or it brought me back to a memory. So, again, it's called cellular memory. Everything that's ever happened to us, and this is not just me speaking. it's It's scientific. It's written up that things happened and they're still in our cellular memory, which is amazing. There's been work on the belly. How much is held in the belly? They say in the belly has a brain. So in other words, things happen. We hold them in our shoulders, we hold them in our belly and they're stuck. So we can't get that information. We can't express what, that, that unexpressed feeling or emotion. So I find that movement is the best. Even people coming in here locked up, stressed, scared, once I have them breathe and start walking and moving, ah! all of a sudden they're able to tell what's happening for you. What are you feeling? What is that fear? What is that anger? And they can't get that just sitting and locked up in their brain. So the movement really is a, a doorway to get better and greater information.
1: The book is Whole Body Intelligence. Get out of your head and into your body to achieve greater wisdom, confidence, and success. If you'd like to get more information about Steve and his work, you can visit wholebodyintelligence.com. Steve, in about 30 seconds or less, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with?
0: I'd like to leave the listeners with that, you know, everything that you feel and that you're noticing, rather than shut it off or, or numb it or cut away, take the opportunity to actually let yourself feel that. Accept where you are now. Take a nice deep breath, you know, reboot, actually be aware that you're more than just a mind. So I think the the awareness, uh, that self-evident truth that's inside of you, you can find it right in your body. All you need to do is sit back, breathe, listen, and whatever you feel, rather than shutting it down, let it speak to you. And you'll find that you'll get a lot of information that you need in your life right now to push through that fear or to get that wisdom that you know intuitive feeling inside your body's brilliant and it's there for you to use and not to ignore
1: steve thank you so much for joining us i as i said have been really paying attention to what my body is saying to me and it's been a game changer so i hope our listeners will learn more about what you've been saying and i thank you so much for being here and sharing
0: oh thank you joan it's been a pleasure i loved it thank you so much
1: This is Conversations with Joan. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.